The Viking Age was the period during the Middle Ages when Norsemen known as Vikings undertook large-scale raiding, colonising, conquest and trading throughout Europe, and reached as far as North America. The Scandinavians of the Viking Age are often referred to as Vikings, as well as Norsemen, voyaging by sea from their homelands in Denmark, Norway and Sweden. The Norse people settled in the British Isles, Ireland, the Faroe Islands, Iceland, Greenland, Normandy, among other places. Over the centuries, the Vikings would make themselves kings in foreign lands, and would even found several kingdoms. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle describes the arrival of the Viking invaders. In the year 793, it states, This year came dreadful forewarnings over the land of the Northumbrians, terrifying the people most woefully. These were immense sheets of light rushing through the air, and whirlwinds, and fiery dragons flying across the firement. These tremendous tokens were soon followed by a great famine. The harrowing inroads of heathen men made lamentable havoc in the Church of God, in the holy island of Lindisfarne, by rapine and slaughter. The Viking raids, however, would spread all over England and become a serious threat. Prior to the Viking Age, the kings of England had historically fought each other, trying to establish their dominance over one another. But these marauding heathens who appeared on the English shores would completely change the history and attitude of the English kings, who at this point ruled a very much divided England. Probably born at the imperial Frankish court, Ethelwulf was the eldest son of King Egbert of Wessex and his wife, Redburga. Ethelwulf's father Egbert had been exiled from England by Offa, the King of Mercia, who had subjugated most of England and had it under his dominion. At the beginning of the 9th century, England was almost completely under control of the Anglo-Saxons, with Mercia and Wessex being the most important southern kingdoms. Mercia was dominant until the 820s, and it exercised overlordship over East Anglia and Kent, so Mercia was the dominant figure of the second half of the 8th century. However, after the death of King Offa, Egbert would make his way back to England at the head of an army, and he would proclaim himself as the King of Wessex. Ethelwulf most likely enjoyed a childhood surrounded by wealth, as his father went into the court of Charlemagne during his exile. After Egbert was crowned the King of Wessex in the year 802, he would go on to subdue much of the land by the sword, and the commander of his armies was his son Ethelwulf, which in Old English means Noble Wolf. The first 20 years of Egbert's reign on the throne are not recorded, but due to his son Ethelwulf's later actions in life, we can only assume he grew up as a noble and would spend a considerable amount of time training with the sword and in education. Ethelwulf is first mentioned in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle in the year 823, and by this time, he was already a man. It states, This year there was a battle between the Welsh and the men of Devon at Calmford, and the same year, Egbert, the king of the West Saxons, and Bernwulf, the king of the Mercians, fought at Wilton, and Egbert got the victory, and there was a great slaughter made. 
he then sent from the army his son Ethelwulf, and Elstan his bishop, and Wulfrid his elderman, into Kent with a large force, and they drove Baldred the king northwards over the Thames, and the men of Kent, and the men of Surrey, and the South Saxons, and the East Saxons, submitted to him. So according to the chronicle, when Egbert won the crucial battle of Elendon in Wiltshire against King Beonwulf of Mercia, we can assume by his side in the thick of the fighting was his son Ethelwulf. Egbert followed up the battle by sending Ethelwulf with a large army into Kent to expel its king Baldred. Ethelwulf was descended from the kings of Kent, and he became the sub-king of Kent, and of Surrey, and Sussex, and Essex, which were then included in the sub-kingdom, which was now a vassal of Wessex. So whilst Egbert was the king of Wessex after the Battle of Elendon, Ethelwulf was now also a king, but the king of Kent. The first entry of Ethelwulf in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle portrays him as a warrior prince who would subjugate an entire kingdom in its first passage relating to him. This gives us a hint on his character, and that he was indeed a man of action. In the year 829, Egbert conquered Mercia, and Wessex was finally the dominant kingdom in the land, after many years of Mercian subjugation. However, Wigalf, its king, would recover his kingdom just a year later. Nevertheless, Wessex would remain the dominant power in England. King Egbert, perhaps sensing his time on earth was coming to an end, would call a council at Kingston in order to try to put his succession in order. There was a long history in England of the Anglo-Saxon kings dying and the surrounding nobles vying for the throne. However, Ethelwulf was already a king of Kent and was a considerable warrior. Egbert and Ethelwulf granted lands to powerful lords and the Archbishop of Canterbury for their support when the time came. Egbert died in the year 839, and due to his extensive wealth acquired through conquest, Ethelwulf's transition to the throne was smooth, as he had the support of the Southeastern Church establishment. In addition, Ethelwulf was already a king. Ruling the Kingdom of Kent had given him America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Much knowledge and experience, allowing the transition of power to be that much easier. Ethelwulf had six known children. His eldest son, Ethelstan, was old enough to be appointed as the next King of Kent in the year 839, when Ethelwulf became the King of Wessex. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle calls Ethelstan King of the Dwellers in Kent, of the East Saxons, of the South Saxons, and of Surrey. So, Ethelwulf's eldest became the King of Kent, just as Egbert had made Ethelwulf the King of Kent. The second eldest was Ethelbald, then came Ethelbert, then Ethelred, and finally Alfred, who would later become known to history as Alfred the Great. 
Ethelwulf also had a daughter named Ethelswith. The threat of the Vikings were becoming more apparent as their raids across the English coast increased. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, the Vikings would engage Ethelwulf in battle in the year 840. It states, This year King Ethelwulf fought at Charmouth against the crews of 35 ships, and the Danish men maintained possession of the field. These unnamed raiders had just defeated a mighty warrior king. The Vikings came back in the year 851. Ethelwulf's son, King Ethelstan of Kent, and the elderman Elhir of Kent, would defeat a Viking fleet and army near Sandwich. This was apparently the first naval battle recorded in English history. The result of the battle also portrayed that King Ethelstan was a warrior, just like his father before him. However, King Ethelstan disappears from the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle after the year 851, so we can only assume he died not long after. The same year, more Vikings would land in Surrey, which once again would result in battle. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, this is what transpired. Three and a half hundred ships came into the mouth of the Thames and stormed Canterbury and London, and put to flight Beorthwulf, the King of Mercia, with his army, and then went south over the Thames into Surrey, and King Ethelwulf and his son Ethelbald with the West Saxon army fought against them at Aclea, and there they made the greatest slaughter of a heathen raiding army that we have heard of up to this present day, and there they took the victory. Ethelwulf's second-born son Ethelbald had also proven himself to be a warrior and would fight alongside his father in battle. Ethelwulf and his warrior prince sons managed to keep the Viking threat of England under control during his reign. In the year 855, Ethelwulf was now well into his later life, first being recorded in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle in the year 823, leading men into battle. We can only assume by the year 850, he was at least in his 50s, having been king for over 30 years at this point, and he was also the king of Kent in his youth so he would decide to take a pilgrimage to Rome. Even though the Viking threat was increasing, Ethelwulf was at the height of his power and prestige, and Ethelwulf always wanted to see this splendid city, and how it had a place of honour among the kings and emperors of Christendom. Ethelwulf left Ethelbald, his eldest surviving son, to take care of Wessex in his absence. He left the rule of the Kingdom of Kent to Ethelbert, who was an adult at this point. This would confirm that this was his plan of succession upon his death. Ethelwulf's other sons, Ethelred and Alfred, were still children during this time. So in the year 855, Ethelwulf set out to Rome and would bring the child Alfred with him. On the way, the party stayed with Charles the Bald in Francia. Ethelwulf would stay over a year in Rome and donated many gifts to the church, portraying that he was no Germanic petty king. Ethelwulf returned to Wessex to face a revolt by his son Ethelbald, who attempted to prevent his father from recovering his throne. On Ethelwulf's return home from Rome, he stayed for several months in the court of King Charles the Bald, 
the King of the West Franks, and he would marry Charles's daughter Judith, and she would be proclaimed Queen. However, during Ethelwulf's absence from his kingdom, a plot had hatched to prevent his return to the throne. His power-hungry sons did not want to relinquish their newly founded power, and Ethelbald probably thought his rule would be permanent. Although this internal dispute is not mentioned in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, Brother Asa goes into detail on this matter. According to Asa, when Ethelwulf returned to England, he agreed to divide the kingdom to avoid civil war. Most historians state that Ethelbald kept Wessex, while Ethelbert agreed to surrender the southeastern kingdoms of Kent, Essex, Surrey and Sussex to Ethelwulf. Ethelwulf would rule a divided kingdom until his death in the year 858, where his son Ethelbald succeeded him and became the king of all Wessex. Ethelwulf not only helped his own father Egbert expand Wessex, but kept the kingdom secure from Viking raids and didn't let the ancient power of Mercia grow to overtake Wessex. He also secured his bloodline by having five sons, even if at the end of his life they did rebel against him. This portrays that the kings of Wessex of the line of Egbert were restless Saxon kings. However, the Viking threat was not over yet, and by the end of the century, the land of England would have completely transformed due to the Viking conquest. I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.